We're talking today with Alexis Goldsmith, who is the National Organizing Director for Beyond Plastics. Uh, we've had Alexis and other um, segments on about the effort uh, this year to try to get the New York State Legislature to uh, reduce um, excess packaging and also to promote uh, expansion of the bottle bill. So, uh, Alexis, what, what happened in the uh, state legislature? Were, were our hopes realized? Well, um, the answer is no. Uh, neither of the bills that we were advocating for this session actually came up for a vote. Those two bills are the Packaging Reduction and Recycling Infrastructure Act and the Bigger Better Bottle Bill. And it was quite surreal uh, in the last few days of session because the wildfire smoke from Canada was blanketing the capital region and advocates were in the Capitol urging the legislature to pass bills on climate change. There were other bills that uh, groups were trying to get through like the Climate Change Superfund Act. And the legislature just um, gave us the excuse that there wasn't enough time to pass these bills. So the good news is we go into the next session in January with the same bill numbers. Now, this is somewhat called the uh, extended producer responsibility, but, um, you know, it's, it's about reducing packaging. And there's actually been various proposals from, from the governor and from the assembly and the Senate over the, the last few years to try to resolve this issue. You know, given the amount of push being made by key legislators and the governor, why was this not able to get across the finish line? Well, we were given the reason that the legislature ran out of time with the budget being five weeks late. Um, they had five fewer weeks of session to actually work on legislation. Uh, they only extended the session by one day. Um, so lots of big major bills um, were stalled because supposedly of the time crunch. Um, is, it, is it possible that groups like the American Chemistry Council oh. and Amazon <laughs> yes. and Coke and the fossil fuel industry weren't behind this bill? Right, of course. So, you know, what you're told on the face is there's always more to the story, right? So on the last day of session, they... Um, an article came out in New York Focus um, reporting that hundreds of thousands of dollars had been spent by in, uh, petrochemical interests, including the American Chemistry Council, Kraft, Amazon, McDonald's, to kill the Packaging Reduction and Recycling Infrastructure Act. And we know this because of New York ethics laws. Lobbyists have to report what they spend on trying to influence legislators. And we could see these lobbyists in the Capitol as we were there, you know, we know who they are. And in fact, two of them are former um, state democratic senators, including former environmental conservation chair, Todd Kaminsky, who is now a lobbyist for the American Chemistry Council. So, um, it was very interesting to see those dynamics at play, but on our side were massive grassroots 
support. Um, we knew that we were having an impact on legislators because we kept hearing that they were hearing from their constituents. They were getting calls into their offices. I spoke to one legislative director who said he'd had 36 calls on the Packaging Reduction and Recycling Infrastructure Act. So we know that the petrochemical industry isn't mobilizing New Yorkers the way that New Yorkers are mobilized just by the fact that they want to reduce plastic pollution and climate change emissions. So the industry, the massive industry influence is very difficult to overcome, but we will spend this year building the grassroots even more. Now, any of these type of uh, legislative fights, there's a lot of both misinformation and, and political spin. And, you know, and part of that spin is, you know, the people who produce waste say, well, the solution is, is we need to improve our recycling and we should really do a lot more recycling of plastics. And we have this really good new technology we're developing called chemical recycling. And I, I don't understand why these environmental groups aren't getting behind this chemical recycling. Why are they so anti-recycling? How, how do groups like Beyond Plastic respond to that type of industry spend? Well, first, it's all messaging. It's it's all smoke and mirrors. Chemical recycling is not actually recycling plastic into new plastic. And even if it was, the industry that is touting chemical recycling has no intention to reduce the production of new plastics from fossil fuels. Chemical recycling is very polluting. Uh, most of these are technologies, it's a suite of technologies that mostly turn plastic waste into fuel. And because of the many chemicals that are added to plastics, um, those chemicals have to go somewhere when they're turned into fuel. And we say that this is the next generation of trash burning. And the EPA agrees two of the major types of chemical recycling are regulated as incinerators under the Clean Air Act, pyrolysis and gasification. So this is all a smoke and mirrors, you know, it looks really good on paper, but it distracts from the fact that we need to reduce the amount of plastic that we're producing from fossil fuels. Right now, the world is producing almost 400 million metric tons every single year, and the United States is the biggest contributor to plastic waste in the world. Well, speaking of smoke, I, I sort of understand that uh, in the closing days of the legislative session, uh, advocates like yourself were sitting there on the third floor of the state assembly outside the assembly chambers and saying hey guys you want to look out the window and see all the smoke from the wildfires from canada and um you know we're going to get more of this from climate change we don't uh, sort of take action but we've also been getting a lot of emails recently something going on in tonawanda that everybody's jumping up about what's that about well, not, I don't know about Tonawanda, but the next issue we're focused on, in addition to the, the two state bills, is there's a proposed PVC manufacturing plant in Lockport, New York, the western edge of the state. Tonawanda is out there by Lockport. Sorry for that confusion. Oh, that's okay. Um, well, this company is seeking more than half a million dollars in tax breaks and public subsidies to build a PVC manufacturing plant that would produce PVC pipes and single-use food packaging. Now, PVC is very toxic. It is um, infamous for disasters. The East Palestine train derailment in February of this year involved 
nine cars of PVC uh, nurdles and vinyl chloride, which is the chemical that produce is used to produce PVC. That is what that big black cloud of smoke out of East Palestine was, was burning PVC and vinyl chloride. Vinyl chloride is carcinogenic and we actually should be working to phase PVC out, not subsidizing it. And the last thing we need is another plant to produce more single-use food packaging. If people want more information uh, about this or keep involved with um, Beyond Plastic, how best can they do that? Well, they can go to our website, beyondplastics.org. They can email me at alexisgoldsmith at bennington.edu. I live in the capital region, so I'm staying plugged in to what's happening in this region and in Albany. And just uh, read the news about plastics. There was a really interesting article in the New Yorker two days ago by Elizabeth Colbert about how microplastics are in inside all of us and in the air and water that we breathe and new light is being shed on this issue every day. We have more literature than ever, more evidence than ever of the danger. We're almost out of time. I understand that Elizabeth Colbert and um, Bill McKibben doing an event with Beyond Plastic. Uh, is that on your website? What's your website? It's beyondplastics.org. The event is on July 12th at 7 p.m. online, and you can find that at beyondplastics.org slash events. Thank you very much, Alexis Goldsmith, Beyond Plastic, and this has been Mark Dunley for the Hudson Mohawk Magazine.